You know, there were two great, great shows in town last week that I couldn't go to. What did we miss? Digital Underground at the Red Devil Lounge. Oh. Or Too Short at 1015 Folsom. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes. I think These are the freaky tales. I think you're fixed now. So we have we have some what we're just talking about what we have. We have We have a lot. We have um we have Young's chocolate double chocolate stout. We have uh Sam Smith's stout. We have Young's oatmeal stout. We have Sierra Nevada stout. We have Young's chocolate stout, double chocolate stout in a can. We have Murphy's in a can. Yeah, that's because of the widget. And we got old, old Rasputin, and we've got uh, 21A Oyster Stout. I think we have all the stouts covered. <laughs> Oatmeal, oyster, chocolate. So this is this is sort of the this is our this is the end of Strong Beer Month, where my favorite strong beers were the stouts. Yeah, this, the the Smokestack Lightning and, and Hendrix Imperial. Smokestack Lightning was incredible. It was. Chocolatey and warm and so good, so good. It was indeed. And the so and the good. Hendrix Imperial Stout, it was good too. It, I'm not going to describe it as chocolate, but it just had all those roasty, uh, roasty, toasty, lovable characteristics. Yeah, that you find it smelled stout. awesome. That was like it smelled. You put it up to your nose and like ah, it didn't smell like Hendrick at all. <laughs> Who needs a bath, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Hendrick in a long time. I haven't seen him. Well, he doesn't hang out in the brewery anymore. Yeah, no. yeah, so there is that. Well, even before the bell rings, we should probably pop one of these bad boys open. Okay. And I'm going to suggest we go with um, the bottle of Young's Double Chocolate Sour. I would agree. Because I think that's probably either that oh, we gotta or, get the opener. or the Sammy Smiths. Uh, we'll start with this. We might not just have... That's a nice opener. Yeah. Thanks to our friends at Trumer. <laughs> There's a show we did at some point. It'll it's, happen it's, ha- it's, it's finished. It just has it's to be... Percolating. It's got to be finished. Percolating. No, it's just got to be posted, and there's a reason why... Sand it down around the edges. There's a reason why I haven't finished it yet. I mean, posted it yet. It's just... Should we start into our pretty thirsty burlesque? I think so. Okay. Excellent. Uh, it just hasn't been done because, you know, it's one yeah. of the... Yeah, this It'll is show planning on the air. Yeah, sorry about that. That's no problem. It's very uh, stout-like head. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you, and others are just right down the street from where you live. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and... All the beers you might drink now that there's no hops. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take that, kangaroos. It's going to be one of those shows. <laughs> the best part about beer school is the homework. The kangaroos. <laughs> the the homework. homework is kangaroos. <laughs> homework is kangaroos. So if you're from Oz and you send us a kangaroo, we'll be very grateful. Uh, I've never had kangaroo. I hear it's good. I would like I would I would like one of our friends from Oz to explain what kangaroo tastes like. Okay, that's their that's the the homework from for Oz. We're not for for any of the people for anybody for, for anybody who's ever had kangaroo. I want to know what kangaroo tastes yeah, like. Yeah, kind of would like to know. That. We could talk about elk and deer and boar and that would be boring. <laughs> 
So anyway. I see that person you got to help you with the writing is coming along pretty well there, uh, John. I know the writer strike is over, and that's you know, we're we're right back on it. Okay. Um, anyway, let's see. Best part about homework is the beer. Beer's homework. Um, um, all the th- oh, so uh, hay motor. <laughs> John Foster, what are you doing here? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Having a beer. So uh, I just... I yeah, just, go ahead. I was I'll just, talk while you Exactly. Okay, uh, you talk see, that's the whole sit. problem with the cheers thing is that it has to be delayed while Motor tries the first beer, the Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Man, that's good stuff. Yeah? I'm going to try it now. <laughs> you know, uh, probably four or five years ago, I took uh, Amtrak up to uh, the OBF. Uh-huh. The Oregon Brewers Festival, and that means you're just throwing your life to the wind because I love trains. I think Amtrak tries hard, but some of their routes, they just don't get it right. I was going up with my good friend, Jaime Espinosa, and we were taking beer on the train. We were trying to figure out what beer would last for the 16 hours yeah. that this train trip takes. Uh, all of our European friends are laughing at us at this point. <laughs> And one of the beers that we took was Young's Chocolate Stout because we thought that that, even as it warmed up, if we couldn't keep it cool, would be a good beer. This right now, though, at this temperature. Which um, is the uh, back of the car in the ice for three hours? Yes. It's uh, it's warmed up remarkably well. In Yes. And um, we were doing our pre-show planning at 21st Amendment. We both finished off with 563 a, ca- Second Street. a cask IPA. And this beer tastes like chocolate. Um, and probably tastes about correct right, what, 15 minutes after we had our, uh, we were, uh, yeah, drinking slogging, I- slogging cask IPA over our time. I know, with, with a lot of, um, extra dry hop. Oh, it's so sad that it's going away. A little bit of blue gum flavor aroma. <laughs> the mint. <laughs> the minty gum. And the, the shoulder. Minty- yes. <sighs> <laughs> so, yes, um. Youngs, who I, I've I've petted the the Youngs Ram when I was in London about three years ago. How old is the Ram? I think they keep getting <laughs> new Rams. Um, but but the Youngs young... Brewery, I believe, is moving out of town in London. Uh, they're they're they call it they're regenerating. Um, here we call it rede- uh, redeveloping the brewery site. And, that's why the doctor changes over and they call it regenerating. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. See, I, I thought it was just a, a Doctor Who reference, but it turns out it's a cultural reference. It's regeneration is what they regeneration. call redevelopment. Oh. Now I'm disappointed. It's, it's tearing down now the point I'm, brewery. Now I'm disappointed because I thought the whole Doctor Who culture was unique, and it turns out that regeneration just means tear down the old building and put a new one up. Yes. For a bunch of chav scum. Get rid of the old in. doctor and get a new doctor. Oh, yeah, we're regenerating <laughs> the doctor. Ugh. I think regeneration is just a lot more. They're turning the doctor into a multifaceted sports complex to <laughs> attract the middle class back into the center of the city. You're listening to City Planning School. <laughs> They're going, no, the thing the the thing that you sent me today. Uh, yes, uh, the the regeneration of Seawall uh, Lot 13 lot. or whatever it is. Yeah, the parking lot. They're going to make a really. They're going to put a concert hall there. I'm like, I'm all for it. Bulldoze the parking lot. Yes. So, um, why are we drinking stout today? Uh, okay, so this is a new series that we're going to do for a while. A new series. Hop crisis. Yeah, it's called hop crisis, and the idea is that there is a hop crisis that's going on 
around the world. Wait, where's my whistle? That was your whistle. You did your whistle perfectly. <laughs> you don't need your whistle. I don't see my whistle. Your whistle's we over there. The whistle for anyway, episode. there's this thing that's going on around the world. It affects everybody on the planet. It affects the people in Australia. It affects the people in New Zealand. It affects the people in Hawaii and Alaska and Belgium and the UK and well France I don't know if they drink beer in France but they do Cronenberg Cronenberg so well Cronenberg's not that hoppy anyway so maybe yeah. it's not a problem anyway the idea is this that because of factors uh that are happening around the world one of them being that they're bulldozing not bulldozing they're they're tilling in the hop fields and growing corn because the the idea this sustainableness of fuel has gotten into everyone's head that this is a good thing when in fact it's not it takes more energy to make ethanol than it does to just not make ethanol right and you know uh, don't get me started so hop growers so hop growers are into a problem because the price of hops fell and so people took hop uh, hop uh, that they took uh, hop fields out of production. Right. And then there was a big fire in the hop barn or wherever they store all the hops. And so all these so things the hops, sort of come together as a perfect storm. Right. The hop surplus went away uh, because people weren't growing hops because there was so much hops that was so cheap to uh, so cheap on the market that there wasn't a need to, you know, these guys weren't going to chase it anymore. Right. And in terms of total acreage, hops... I mean, I'm sure there's more uh, Brussels sprouts in cultivation than hops in this country or around the world. Yeah, it seems but, like but hops, see, the question hops is, are grown in like such a small area and they get so much out of it. Right. What, so why is it an issue? Because over the years, people have been using more and more hops in their beer. They've been... Yeah, because uh, you can't make Brussels sprouts out of beer. Although I read, I mean, I the read other way something around. just recently. There's going to be vegetative units people are going to be trying to invent other things they can put in their beer to change the flavor when they don't have to because they're eight billion okay maybe 60 good styles of right. beer that you can build without a lot of hops right and so that's why so in this series of, of uh of uh that we're doing called hop crisis uh we're going to explore some of the different hop crisis <laughs> We're going to explore some of these different styles of beer. And up till now, Beer School has not been a style show. We have sort of ignored the idea that here's specific styles. But it, it just – the thing that happened today was that I went to get beer, and we had a specific <laughs> beer in mind uh, for the show. I'm and, already feeling a lot better about this show than the other show that <laughs> came about under the similar well, circumstances. Well, look at this. Look. this. Look, I, I produced it. I finished, I came back. I, after. I didn't want to drink grape beer. So the idea was we were going to have a show called Long Shot. Long Shot's a great show, but it turns out that I need to do a little bit more pre-production in order to make it happen. Indeed. Sorry, a little bit show planning on the air, but you kind of got to know that in order to make the show better, I had to talk to Boston Beer Company. Boston Beer Company wrote back and go, hey, I think that's a good idea. And so thus the, the 2.0 show of Long Shot got born. Still 1.0. We never did. No, it's 2.0 because we failed at doing 1.0 oh, of the show. Okay. Who knew that everyone was going to buy up the beer? Is that why there was never a Freehand 9? Yeah. I think there was a Freehand 9. There is Freehand 9. Freehand 9 was the last one that got released. No, Freehand 11. Freehand MX. That was Freehand 11? 
This this hand goes to eleven. This hand goes to eleven. That's why my drawings are always so good. I use freehand eleven. When is it when is it gonna stop working? I was just told that Illustrator's at end of life too, and Adobe doesn't care. What? Illustrator's EOL? Yep. Not How all. the hell is anybody gonna draw anything? No, I heard this yesterday from the person who got me Photoshop for forty bucks, legal Photoshop for forty bucks. Nice. Yeah. Because I, so I, I just spent, I trust his source. And he goes, yeah, uh, Illustrator's a day in life, too. I'm like, who the hell? Sorry, we're way off topic now. How the hell is anybody going to draw anything anymore? I just spent $2,500 <laughs> on Illustrator and Photoshop. Yeah. And you bought it for 40 bucks. I got Photoshop for 40 bucks because Just Photoshop? or Just whole, Photoshop. Okay. I have Photoshop. What was before they came out with CS? It was like Photoshop 7? Seven? 7. Yeah, I got 7 for 40 bucks when 7 was new. Wow, because they have a they have a store in Adobe at Adobe. Yeah, yeah, and so it's forty. I know bucks that. I know that store. Forty bucks at the Adobe store. I've been at that store. Yeah, yeah. I used to have uh, uh, several ends to the Adobe store. So yeah, Illustrator is because. And what are are they just gonna? Are they gonna finally can? <laughs> are you just gonna slice this into another show? Yeah, we're gonna no. Because <laughs> we have did, enough. We have enough creative professionals listening to the show that they're gonna appreciate this conversation. No, because this hasn't come up in anything that I've talked about so far. So what they're EOLing it? They're gonna make a new version of a new. I have no thing? idea what they're doing. Because my question was, what the hell are they gonna do? Uh, maybe they're gonna make it uh, merge the code of freehand and Illustrator together and call it Frustrator. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> okay. So this uh, double chocolate stout. What do we know about it? Uh, we know that now this that one comes inst- in a bottle, and we're fascinated to see what the one that comes oh, yeah. in a can with the widgets is exactly. Be like. So we have the extra glasses. Oh, you already finished yours. So. I already finished. You know, I'm kind of doing the side. I, you know, my homework is beer. Right. Okay. Listen, so listen. the thing. All right. You can hear it. Don't shake up the beer. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay. So anyway, the idea is that inside this can is this thing, and it's a I don't know. It could be a roundy. It could be uh, uh, a hexagon. A hexagon. It could be. Oh, I should have done that right in front of the. Mark. Yeah, I should have done that. Well, we have so, another can, so that's okay. And we're opening some. We're opening, we've got quite we've got, the surplus of beer tonight, John. So the difference is, is that because this thing's got a widget in it, it's going to have a more creamy head. This is pouring like one of those Starbucks frappuccino can <laughs> things. This one? Yes, please. Okay. So um, this is because this has got a bunch of nitrogen inside it, it's going to build much like um, any stout that's been poured on nitrogen from a tap. And the guys from Guinness, bless their hearts, spent, I don't know, we're going to call it a billion dollars. At least a, a billion dollars. A lot of money. And that's why they have to sell the brewery at St. James Gate. Why? Get the million dollar billion dollars. They have to spell. They had. Oh. The, the, oh. It's probably just no. It's got a faulty UK regeneration schemes. Right. Anyway, so I'm looking at the head compares compared uh, the head to the one that was in the bottle to the one that was in the can. The one that was in the can is a nice, thin, creamy head. Right. Uh, and it's very reminiscent of every stout that I've had poured out of a tap. Yes. And I'm going to try it now. John is lifting the glass to his mouth. He's not making the Bugs Bunny face, as we wow. know that John likes to do. I'm going to say that it's in the can better. <laughs> because we know that all beer, when put in a can, is better. <laughs> 
Well, no, it's just a little. It has a different taste to it. Okay, now I'm going to try. Okay, this. now it actually tastes the same as this, but the difference is is that the way that I mean, smell this, it smells like a chocolate milkshake. Yeah, it does. It smells different. Can you than, smell this at home? I'm holding it right under the <laughs> mic. It smells different than the other beer, and well, it tastes different. It tastes different. Well, because that's because you've got of, the, the mouthfeel of the the of the nitrogen. Yeah. So that's the thing that's going on. So I'm just going to compare this back to the other beer. I want to talk about. Uh, they're gutsy purple and orange. Yeah, and what's up with that? <clears throat> purple and orange and gold. That's pretty. I like purple and orange. Well, I think that purple implies chocolate. I because I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, Cadbury, Cadbury, uh, other places. Purple is like the insignia color for chocolate. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. We make nothing up here in beer. No, we don't make anything up on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, this is no longer brewed. At, at, this is brewed in Bedford, UK. Uh, so they've it's already regenerated. Yeah. Well, check the bottle to see if it's in the if it's in the right place. Um. Look this up. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. How many times have we been at actual physical beer school at Twenty First Amendment where people have like taken oh, whatever it is to cut, cut that open? open? Can? Yeah, yeah. Lots of times. M- May I quote? Yes. Warning. This can contains a pressurized insert. Do not tamper even when empty. Oh, that's a threat. Yeah. So the widget does not, uh, is not in the bottle. This is also brewed at, uh, at Wells and Young's in Bedford. And I want to say. This is really heavy. Oh, that's because it's got beer in it. Yeah, they both have beer. Not anymore. Mm. This would be a nice beer to introduce somebody who's not sure about the flavors of beer yeah. and their enjoyment of beer. This is a ball widget, not a... Not a it sounds uh, dirty. <laughs> no, you're right. This is a beer that you would use this is to one- introduce somebody to... Uh, okay, you don't like beer? Let, let's try this beer. That's that's at least chocolate malt, you know, chocolate milk, chocolate malt, right there. If you get your nose in this beer, right. and especially for the kids at home, the beer in the can, because you also are not getting the fizziness of the the regular. Well, it's 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 so much smoother. The mouthfeel, as you said, is all all together different. You could probably blindfold somebody and tell them they're just drinking really thin chocolate milk. You can just blind somebody, blindfold somebody, and say that they're actually uh, something else is happening. Yes, not going into why. Uh, all right, so everyone knows this is beer school. We're upscale, uh, right? So everyone knows <laughs> a Budweiser in a twelve ounce can of beer um, has one hundred and forty five calories, and it's five percent alcohol. A Bud Light has four point one percent alcohol and is one hundred and ten calories. So, those are our references for later on. So, do we know all this? Do we know what Young's is? No, we're looking it up. Guinness is ninety or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's it? well, we're going to use Guinness as the reference. We're not going to have Guinness though. No, we decided that was the thing. I was standing there looking at Guinness, and I was like, "Okay, Guinness, Guinness, Guinness." Nah, we're not having Guinness on the show, and we've and the reason is is that we've had it on the show quite a few times. Yes. We've talked about it. Everybody knows what Guinness is. Yeah, we know it's a reference beer, and there's really no reason um, 
at least from my point of view, to try this beer on the show. And we've got the uh, the closest to Guinness will be if we if we get yeah we we may get there the Murphs the Muffs Murph. All right, Murph so. was the uh, he's the groundskeeper for the Giants, isn't he? Is that <laughs> I who think Murph so. Is? That's who Murph is, or is he the equipment guy? I don't know. I'm excited, all you kids at home, because um, today was the first day of spring training baseball broadcast. Uh, San Francisco Giants lost to the Chicago Cubs, twelve to six. Go Cubs! Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, so, you know what? A little bit of show planning. How cool would it be to have John Miller sit right there? When we do our baseball beer show. Talking about talking about the beer at different ballparks? Yes. Because I know he loves to talk about the Brats. <sighs> That's he, the, the Sheboygan, the yeah, Brats, the, Sheboygan. the others. So, just for reference, uh, Guinness on tap from Ireland is 126 calories. Okay. So... That's what we know about that. <laughs> we have tap, the tap. we have the reference of that tap tap tap. Fascinating, John. Sorry about that. So, so far we've got these two lovely. Do we have, do we know what the IBUs are on this? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking twenty ish. I think around thirty. There's okay. a little bit more. There's a little bit more hops going on. You know, because to, of all the chocolate. Could all the and chocolate. this actually has chocolate added. This is not uh, just this is chocolate more, malt. Right. This, this is, has got chocolate going into it as right. well. So this is not just the the malted or the the crystal malt. Right. The other uh, malt that tastes like chocolate. What is that? Um, yeah, well, that I, one. That one. Why can't I remember that? Um, anyway. <laughs> no. I didn't look this one up. I don't have the uh, the notes on this, but I think this is around forty IBU, no more than forty IBUs. Yeah, it's not that many, but it's going to be in keeping with our theme. Hop crisis. Um, <laughs> the idea is that you still have to have a bunch of hops in this because you don't want it to just be sweet. Everybody's been led like brain sheep toward the slaughter with the hoppier and hoppier and hoppier mm-hmm. and hoppier beers. And there are going to be a lot of beers that you're going to see turning up that aren't that hoppy. And while we're having a hop crisis, um, you're going to—I think it's going to be good. I think people are going to learn more about beer. And once they get over their little baby whining that they can't feel like big men because they're not drinking a double IPA, <laughs> they're going to find there's other beer out there that's just as great. Some of it that we'll be trying later will put you into an elevated state. I'm thinking, you know, we don't have to really continue the show at this point. We, we can just stick with you stick with the you know, pop open the other three youngs and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the things that's happening with this young with the uh, the the young's double chocolate stout in a can is that remember when I talked about it being really creamy the yeah. head in the beginning? Guess what? Now it's turning to be more of the darker head that we found from the stout in a bottle. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's still tasting exactly the same as it did. I'm just amazed at how chocolatey this thing is. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's it's one of the differences. I did not <laughs> – well, let's see. Surprisingly, during my 16-hour trip on Amtrak in coach to Portland, Oregon, where I was drinking it straight out of the can, I was not appreciating the beer in the same way that I am right, drinking so, it out of the glass. This is a great example of a beer you want to shove your nose into. So just so everyone knows, we've talked about tasting a beer – 
where it really takes three times to, to taste a beer. The first one paints your tongue, re, re, uh, rejuvenates it, uh, changes it around so that it becomes accustomed to the next thing that you're going to taste. The second taste that you'll taste will be more along the lines of what you'll be what that beer really tastes like. And mm-hmm. the third one, you're accustomed to it and then you can start to find the subtleties and what how that beer is going to be for the rest of the session. So It's like the old saying about marriage. And I don't remember what the old saying is now. What? Try three you marry the first time for love, the second for money, and the third for companionship or something like that. I'm still uh, trying to get the first date. <laughs> you know, out of our, what, 35,000 listeners? Somebody wants to go out with me. Yes. I'm sure that, no. And somebody wants to send me steaks and Quahog clams. Oh, those Quahog clams have not shown them. Although we have a uh, beer over there, listener beer. Well, that's for our, our next listener beer show. Yeah, no, there's more. There's uh, I've got this lonely bottle of Ruby sitting in my fridge. Oh, right. We have to, <laughs> right. And that's coming up. Well, that's part of the hop crisis. Yes. The hop crisis, the series on hop crisis. Is if you f- fill your beer full of berries, you don't have to put that many hops in. The fruit beer show is coming up, so please stand by for that. Please stand by. <laughs> Bring your lady friends and spouses. No, what? It, so, so this, uh, anyway, the second part of drinking a beer is getting it out of the vessel that it came in and putting it into another vessel. Okay. Get it out of the out of the can or the bottle or the keg or the the growler. Who drinks a, who drinks beer out of a growler? Hobos. <sighs> All right. Anyway, get it into a glass. And you know, it can be a pint glass like this, it can be these roundy glasses like the thirsty bear gave us. They can be uh, the glasses like the listeners have sent us. It could be the glasses like we inherited from Peter. Did you see all those crazy glasses we that we got? glasses up our ass. We got glasses. No, that would hurt. But the idea being that we have lots of glasses now. Remember a year ago we were complaining we don't have the right glasses? Now we got glasses. And I'm happy about that. Yes. So the uh, – um, but anyway, get it out of that vessel that it came in and put it into a proper vessel and then you can really – Start to experience what that beer is. And get your nose into this chocolate stout. Oh, it's awesome. And Young's, I'm probably wrong, but it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, well, this was one of the things. So today I went, uh, beer was uh, purchased at Beverages and More. Yes. Because, you know why? Because the place has a little in-stock checker. So when I went to try to find... Oh, right. You can go online to see what's there. Yeah, because I wanted to find that specific beer. And for there are that at least sh- three BevMo's in San Francisco. Yeah, and so the first one, long shot, no. Next one, long shot, no. Next one, long shot. Ooh, we have a lot of them. I'm like, all right, I'm going there. Bayshore, Geary, or Van Ness? Van Ness. Van Ness has parking above it. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Now, see, of course, I have no car. Yeah, well, I'm and about... And I can walk to Van Ness, so... I'm about to ditch my car forevers. Okay. So anyway, I was just saying that the Bevmo above Van S has parking. Because Bevmo on Van S, well, we're going off track. It's by uh, Whole oh. Paycheck Foods. Yeah, it is. Right, Whole Paycheck Foods. <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, they—that's where um, shit. We should have gone there and got the uh, other beer that we didn't have on our list. No, we're fine with. I know we're over beard tonight, John. <laughs> we are really. This is this is an embarrassment of riches. <clears throat> Oh, Call in right now, 888-888-888-888, and we'll mail you a bottle of Sierra Nevada Stout. No, we won't. We won't? No. 
Oh, that's probably true. <clears throat> Sorry. We'll send you a plastic dinosaur, though. <coughs> Is that this show or your other show? Other show. How are the plastic? <coughs> how's the plastic dinosaur mailing coming, John? Uh, that actually worked out pretty fun. <laughs> I wanted to have the stamps be kind of cool too, but they didn't have any more dinosaur stamps, which was sad. Uh, what's our next beer, Motor? Our next beer is going to be the Young's Oatmeal Stout. Ooh. In a bottle. In a bottle. And oatmeal stout is... Um, let's see. just want to get this right. Ooh. Um, oatmeal stout is a, is a style that a lot of American brewers like to make. I know we were talking about... Well, Anderson Valley makes both the 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 oatmeal stout and something. Did they make two stouts? The Barney Flats oatmeal stout. Barney, yes. And there may be another stout that they. No, have. I think I think. I don't know. But uh, oatmeal well, stout. this is. I had this stout the other night when I was at the Tornado. The Tornado. I've heard of that place. Fillmore and Hate. In the lower. <laughs> right now. No, we can't order. Vice they first, won't. They won't. First. They won't order. I know. They, I'm, they just, I'm just thrown off now. My my attention is gone. Tornado has Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout on tap. Um, it also comes in a bottle. Anyway, the Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout won silver medal at the 2004 Beer Cup and the bronze medal at the 2004 GABF, as well as a bunch of other medals. Um, anyway, that's pretty impressive. It's five and a half. Uh, theirs is a. Uh, Five and a half percent alcohol, and uh, which is probably about right for a style. for the style. Yeah. Oh, look at this! Look what we got going. Whoa! Here. Look at that! Look what we got going with that head. Nice. Also, I just read this might be older. Um, I don't know. I'm going to look for a production date on this. Okay. This says best before noon. Very soon. And this one says best before C neck. <laughs> I don't see anything on the neck that's going to tell me what the best before C neck is. It says best before C neck. Um, this is still brewed at Wandsworth at the old brewery. Mm-hmm. It's imported through a different. Uh, it's imported through the same marketing company to the United States, but in different locations. So um, this is the Young's Oatmeal Stout. I did the Wandsworth tour, I think, in 2004. Um, and it's great because you got to go through the whole brewery, and then you got to go to where they keep their horses because they still delivered to a couple of draft accounts with their beer wagon. Well, and you cool got that to the see horses. the Ram because it was the the Ram brewery. You know what? This doesn't even come in nitrogen, and it has that whole build effect going on. Yeah. Like there's the little bubbles down on the bottom and the creamier bubbles on the top. It's gorgeous. It's pretty beer. It's really fun. And the date's there. And, oh, there's the neck. There's the neck. This says, oh, this is actually, its, it's uh, due date is only two months after that one's due date. Oh, so it's fairly similar. Yeah. So do you, you suppose those horses really love their job of delivering beer? Yes. All right. They get to meet people every day and go around and... They they probably eat the the brewery slop that comes out of the brewery, right? Like those happy cows up in Santa Rosa, the twenty one A stuff and Magnolia stuff. And well, you know that and it turns out stuff turns it out that the brewers around the country are now serving up their spent grain to whatever local ranch. Yeah, wants that 
it would be instead interesting. Of and I forget it. what the gentleman's name is. Oh, that guy? Isn't it Ron? It's something like Ron. Yeah, Ron or Paul or... There's... um, And I know he hits a couple of my locals to pick up their the, the spent grain. Because when you make beer, one of the byproducts is the stuff that's sort of like oatmeal, um, which are the spent grains. And all the breweries have a little deal with a local farmer who comes down from any place, say, 40 to 60 miles north of San Francisco in his pickup truck, sometimes with his wife, to pick up the big plastic garbage pails of the old spent grains. And I just, I love that whole part of the process, that it's going up and it's going to feed some cows or some pigs. Yeah. Well, he, he sometimes he hangs out and has a beer. And yeah. He'll talk with, you know, talk about, you know, the problem is, is that it's like meeting a, a alien from another planet. I really don't know what the conversation should be. Oh, it's, it's great because I sort of, I try I try to put myself and imagine what he tells his farmer friends when okay. they're hanging out oh, about right. you know his big fancy trip down to the city once a week yeah. to go to all the breweries and pick up what he's slopping his cows or pigs with. That, so you they, know, this comes so back they, this so comes they, back to sustainability. Right. This comes back to that show uh, And I really want to eat one of the things that is raised <laughs> on that. So what do you think of this beer, this oatmeal stout from It's Young's. pretty. I haven't had any in my mouth yet. It's um, it, it looks great. The head I mean, is, for a beer that's come here from the UK. Um, it's kind of old, isn't it? It's not that old. I don't know when it was made. All we have is its, is its drink by date. Oh, it's, um, it's the end of April. Yeah. So this could be pretty old. It could be. If you, say it's three months. It could say be, it was made... It could be, you know, nine months ago. Yeah, because this one's only, this one's uh, June. A dark, ruby, a, a dark ruby colored stout, almost black from a distance with a beauty, uh, beautiful colored head. Brewed with roasted malts, it has an exceptional smooth palate and a fruity aroma with a short but distinctive finish reminiscent of roast. You're not going to tell you unless there are uh, brown rubies. Yeah, there's not a lot of ruby going on. No. If you get it right through this little the little indentation at the bottom of the glass, yeah, you get sort of an orange. Um, yeah, again, I can see smells, that. It smells great. These are these are yeah these are beers that I'm very excited about getting into a glass and getting my nose into, as I've said seven times already. I'm going to look for something right now. I wonder what. I wonder if the double chocolate stout is just the oatmeal stout with chocolate thrown in. Probably. Probably. So the uh, the style guide says. Although it's, this has got a lot of smoky at the back. Hmm. The style guide says that normally this is a maximum of five percent oatmeal add added to the mash. Uh-huh. Um, and then you know. The brewers are obviously putting in more or less, depending on what they think it should be. Um, let's see. The early early part of the 20th century, these beers, the style had all but disappeared. And kind of didn't come back around until Michael Jackson talked about Old Malt Stout in his 1977 book, The World Guide to Beer. Oatmeal Stout was no longer being made anywhere, but Charles Finkel, founder of Merchant Devin, was curious enough to commission Sam Smith 
to produce a version. And that's what we're having next, actually. So that's it's, actually Samsonite's Imperial. Yeah, so, well, I bought the Imperial because we had the oatmeal here, and I wanted to have another version of the beer to try. Because there turns out that there's, there's this kind of stouts. Drier Irish Stout, Imperial Stout, Porter, which turns out to be just another variant of Stout, uh, Milk Stout, Oatmeal Stout, Chocolate Stout, Coffee Stout, and Oyster Stout. We got some. We have all of the representations. Oh, we didn't get a Milk Stout. You know what'd be nice? I'm not, and, and I'm not, a, and I'm not a fan of that. When I first, I like the Milk Stout. Also, um, when I first moved to the big city, post post college. One of the beers that you don't really find anymore was uh, McKesson Triple uh, X Stout, which was a really good. It was a bigger sort of almost imperial stout that um, I haven't seen around in a while. I haven't seen it in you know whatever. <clears throat> in whatever. Oh, I don't remember when the last time I've seen it was. Yeah, I like that one. That was that was one of my first sort of the the entrees into. Uh, Imperial stoutness. People have told me I'm sort of a stout lad myself. <laughs> See, I read my own stuff. I don't rely on the writers. No, you don't rely on the writers. The writers are, you know, sometimes they betray us. Um, I like that. What is that? Is that wind that I hear in the background? Wind. I don't know. I have my headphones on. There's like a, oh, there's like a howl. You can't really hear it that much. Oh, that's the train. There, it's like, you know, Saturday morning, if I get up in time and I have nothing better to do, the ancient and honorable order of E. Clampus Vitus is having their in and out ceremony next door at the yacht club. Although later in the day, I have to go in and out. That's like a really great burger place. I could tell you more than I'd have to kill you. Um, the problem is, the what does that mean? In and out. It's, uh, the changing of the, uh, the, of the, the uh, of the underwear? No, it's the changing of the officers. Oh, yes. that's the in and out. Yes. Uh, but the problem is, uh, to be a clamper, you dress in red. And immediately afterwards, I'm going to go see Cal play New Mexico. Oh, that's rugby. a problem. <laughs> and for Cal rugby, you wear blue and gold, and you never wear red. That's a problem. And so this... Take it as it as it may be, because of fashion, I don't think I can attend both things uh, at the same time in in series. Ah, got it. Yeah, and I was pretty surprised the in and out is at ten in the morning. Wow, that seems early. Maybe they, maybe that's they, usually when our maybe that's air quotes ceremony start. Right. <laughs> so this oatmeal stout versus the Barney Flats. Yes. The difference is, is uh, well, this came out of a bottle. The Barney Flats is on a Tornado. Comes out of a big aluminum can it, called a keg. It, it traveled way, f- way shorter distance than this oatmeal stout did. This is really interesting how its whole mouthfeel is much more like the nitrogenated canned yeah. uh, chocolate stout than it is the bottle of Barney Flats or the keg of Barney Flats. This Blarney. is... Blarney. Sorry, Blarney. We're not talking... No, it's Barney. It's Barney? Like yeah, it's Barney. Dinosaur? Yeah. Okay. Like like Fred and Barney. I also like the... I love the stones. 
I watch them whenever I can. Whenever I can, I'm going to say that I like the uh, the roasty coffee flavor at the end. Yeah, versus the the, sou- char- the sour mash finish that the Guinness has. I also like the ro- I like the roasty flavor of the Young's Oatmeal Stout relative to the chocolate aftertaste of the double chocolate. Oh, don't get me Only wrong. Me- I like that. I like it, but this tastes more like beer, and that tastes more like trick beer. And there's nothing wrong with trick beer, but in in terms of what's going on, I like the taste of the actual roasted grains right. at the end of this one rather than the chocolate at the end of the chocolate stout. But again, saying if you're a person who is trying to introduce a dark, dark, scary beer to a person who is scared of beer and or dark, scary beers. Right. The Young's Double Chocolate Stout is a fantastic way to trick your friends into drinking beer, which is yeah. what beer school is all about. Well, because how many people have you heard, yeah, I'm not drinking that dark stuff. Yep. That's going to, like, I've got to have a fork with that. Give me a knife as well. Box made out of the stuff that's burned at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Can't believe that, you know, and the, all the rumors and all the stuff that goes around with the stout, like, um, well, one of them being that it's a whole meal. Ah, yes. Yeah, and I don't think you can actually live on Guinness or Stout for long. I'll try. This might be our homework. <laughs> we'll do the stunt. Do nothing but drink beer for the next week. No, no, no. no. I don't it's think we can do stunt that. Stunt homework. We're going to be the stunts. We're going to be, you know, the stand-ins for the for the kids. Oh, we're going to be doing the homework. Yeah, it's our homework. Because I can't drink for the next. I can't recommend it anyone. Can I have say, some fried chicken to go along with my beer. Yeah, fried chicken would be good. What's some fried chicken right now? Remember that fried chicken that had the jalapenos in the batter? No. Didn't you have that? That, was Rand, that? It was Randy made it. Oh yeah, Randy's that was, fried chicken was always good. That was really good. Of course, it was really good. I heard Magnolia's experimenting with the new fried chicken. Are they? When is fried chicken night at at um, Magnolia? Tonight. It isn't. I don't like Magnolia's fried chicken. They're experimenting with new fried chicken, though. Right. But not Maybe on fried chicken night. Oh, not on if, fried if, chicken night. If I was going to have any fried chicken right now, Pals. Pals? Yeah. Pals is uh, like Eddie and Fillmore. Oh, I don't know where that is. It, it's... No, I know where Fillmore. I know where Eddie. Oh, I know. You where know this all is. the all no, the no, 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 no. rises. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. This is yeah. uh, this is basically just to the left of Japantown. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Pals Rocks. Where we went to a place called Fuku Sushi. I didn't go. There. F-U-K-U Sushi. Yeah. And so we're recklessly ordering away. And at the end of the evening, we get the bill. And I look at the bill and my friend's like, so what is it? 50, 60 bucks? And I hand him the bill. And I go, he looks, he's starting to scan it. I'm like, now you know how they named the place. <laughs> <laughs> The bill was like 150 bucks, and uh, then we decided that that's truly how they named it. One of my favorite sushi places is called Sushi North Beach, and it's that's across, a creative name. It's across the street from my favorite apartment in, or my my first apartment in North Beach. Um, oh, and, it's Freudian. Your favorite? Hmm, it was very small. Yeah. Um, and besides being small and intimate, uh. The uh, the owner is really into his sake as well. 
And so Sushi North Beach is, it, I really like Sushi North Beach. And I've been to some of the finer sushi emporiums around town, and i got to tell you, I really like Sushi North Beach. So I have this place that's called Secret Sushi. Uh-huh. And if any beer school listener comes to San Francisco and wants to know where this place is, you have to take me. I will, I will blindfold you and drive you there and walk you in the door and sit you down. Corella? No. Uh, <laughs> it's Sushi North Beach. No, it's not. Okay. I give up. I'm not telling you where it is. Secret I'm Sushi. It's somewhere, it's somewhere on Petura Hill. Nope. Somewhere in the avenues. Okay. Well, we're off topic again. <laughs> I think it's time to open another beer. Yes, sir. It might also be time for uh, one or the other of us to talk while the other one leaves the room. All right. Well, I'll do that. Let me get this open so, first. There we go. I uh, really like this opener. Yeah. Well, we're getting those made, you know. Oh, I don't have the there. notes on this. Put that there. Do I? No, I don't have this. This is the Sam Smith's Imperial Stout. So, um, this label looks like it's about a million years old. Kind of like turn of the century, 1800s. It does, John. And uh, it says, the old brewery, Samuel Smith, 1758, Toddcaster. Or Tadcaster is what it says. And... Uh, it won a gold medal in 1896, which was the International Brewery Exhibition in Leeds, 1896. And there's a couple of lions looking like they're doing something to a file cabinet. And then on the back of that medal, it says, Awarded to Samuel Smith ESG, or ESQ, oh, Esquire, um, the old brewery Tadcaster for... Mild and bitter. Eh, that word's not coming into focus. And stout. So anyway, it's uh, an old-looking beer. And the bottle is... Uh, okay, so it's a brown bottle, but the whole thing looks black. Like, you can't see through it. And it turns out, it's just a normal brown bottle. It's just that because of the beer that's inside of it is a stout makes it look like it's black so after pouring some of that um it has the tr what i would call the traditional stout head on the top uh lots of thick bubbles it's got a brownish head unlike say the pilsner which has a white egg white head this is more of a walking on the moon kind of head and motors back Saving me. I never left. What are you talking about? Are you kidding? You've this been gone for a while. Between, uh, so I read the metal. I read. I described the label. Paris, I talked, 1892. I or what was about, the? Uh, I don't know. Some gold medal that they won in 1896. 1930. 1930. Yes. No, 18 something. The medal on the top left. Oh, 1896. Yeah. Same year as Anchor, I believe. That was the uh, the International Brewers Exhibition at Leeds. Wow, this is good. Wow, so you know what? This is like everybody's gonna gonna have to go down this this bender of stouts now. Yeah, because all these are good. Well, I gotta tell you that we get we're reading tea leaves on the inside of that bottle cap. Oh, uh, this hasn't been turned over in a while. <laughs> 
No, no, this is actually a good sign because what this means is is that whoever's handling that beer is handling it very well. You're supposed to tell the people at home what I'm doing. Motors taste. I'm like in in awe. Motors tasting the inside of the the, scum on the inside of the the scum on the inside of the bottle cap that was that has obviously got put there because the beer got jostled at some point and then it hasn't been jostled since. You know what I love most about this label, and you might have hit this already, What's the that? phrase, contractors to her men. Oh, no, I was just getting there. <laughs> we make this beer for the army. <laughs> exactly. Or her majesty's forces. Well, that was the, you know, that's the whole reason why some of these stouts are uh, up there. You know, well, the imperial stouts. So the imperials. Because this is before they invented clear beer. Right. This goes back to when they, before they invented glass. So, I found something that I was amazed about. And I got yes. I got to find this uh, this reference. Just give me one second. John is working through the uh, the reams and reams and reams of research. No, this won't take me that long. John cares. John prints stuff out and reads it, and I just sort of show up. Uh, no, seventeen. Have a couple of beers. Where's the fifteen hundred? Just chat about what's going on here. Seventeen. It's a good break for all of you okay. at home. No, no that's not no, it. Pour another beer. <clears throat> Maybe kiss your loved one goodnight hey, or goodbye. Uh, water dispute. Flip off the guide next to you in your car as you're driving down the freeway in rush hour traffic. Dude, don't do that. Don't get Why? in a fight. Don't get in a fight because of us. Why? Okay, I'm not finding it. Damn it. One of, my, one of my friend's kids got in a fight because of a story I told her. Really? I told her squirrels eat pizza. <laughs> they do. Fight. She got in a fight at preschool over that. They do eat pizza. One of my prouder moments. The squirrels do eat pizza. What are you kidding, Motor? Uh, hey, you know what we need? We need a Facebook page. <laughs> we have a Facebook page. Do we? Yeah. Search for Beer School on Facebook. and I've then not, I've not. Oh, my God. I yeah. have to sign up all my sucker friends. <laughs> we have 96 friends on Facebook as of today. Do we? Yeah. Oh, I need to get. And, and, and I'm the, not one of them. And the, <laughs> and, the, and you know what the best part is? The homework. The homework is beer. No. <laughs> The best part is that it's not just a bunch of dudes. No, we have we have. Uh, well, Joel's going to be on it. No, of course, Joel's <laughs> on it. Catherine's on it. Melissa's on it. Really? Yeah. But there's these other people that are random that I've never heard of that are friends of the face of that are friends of Beer School on Facebook, and you know it's like this 22 year old, and you click on her link and you're like, wow. <laughs> You listen to our show? Oh. You're, you know why? Because we're good. Okay. Have you listened to all the other shows? Yeah. Well, there's a reason why they got that award. <laughs> we, got a, we got that award, too. No, we didn't. We were excluded <laughs> from that w- award. <laughs> I wonder, have you listened to the Davis Beer Podcast yet? There's a podcast from Davis? Oh, from the from the school? Yeah. No, is it good? I want I haven't listened. I want to check that out. And a shout out to my favorite college radio DJ, Ms. Honore Pedigo, host of Intimate Strangers on KSDT, four to six on Tuesday afternoons. Yes, K San Diego Tower. Right, <clears throat> but I always get it. Like, I, I, I know. I always flip it around. I know. KSTD. I know. <laughs> Which you know rolls off. More listeners would listen. 
Rolls off their herpes encrusted tongue, John, is what you're saying. I'm trying to give a plug. <laughs> whatever. Just the whatever. So, yeah. uh, just the whatever. Just shot out of my eyes and looked friend, at the motor. A friend with a with a really good, uh, uh, really good taste in music. I was amazed. I have to yes. say, I was listening to. I'm like, how old are you? No way. No, and and it wasn't because of how old she was, but it was just like, okay, your musical vocabulary is way bigger than mine. Yes, I'm intimidated. Yeah. So there was this glass tax. <gasps> a glass tax. A glass tax that that was uh, started in 1798. And okay. evidently, this glass tax was in place that was a, a tax based on building sizes, materials, and the number of window panes that you had in your house. Okay. Which is why, for the longest time, houses around the world... So this... This glass tax goes on in the UK, in France, in the United States, and it's a it's a reason why people either put paper up or or wax paper up or something because evidently it was tough to make clear glass. Yeah. The other thing that happened was is that it was also a tax on the rich because the rich wanted to be able to show off all the showing s- off all the glass they have. Right. So they'd put this stuff up and they'd put all their, their wealthy things in the windows. And so that was decided... Was uh, this it before they invented rocks to throw through the windows? <laughs> well, I think this is where the, where the phrase, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Okay. Possibly. Uh, anyway, or, you know, the rock through the window with the note tied on it, uh, I have your dog. That's sad. Why would anybody involve a dog in your personal I know. Girl? I'm sorry. You know what? I'm okay. I have your kid. I have your bratty See, that's kid. That's better. That's better. Okay. Because always sorry. make more kids. You can't. According to the Bible, a man and a woman cannot lie together and make a dog, but they can lie together and make another child. So I don't see why you want to involve dogs in this. Well, then there's training of the dog, and there's the the dog's never the same the second time around. True. Yeah. Anyway, so the glass tax. So how does that affect beer? So the glass tax affected beer because glass had to be was not allowed to be a or not not a cost effective way of delivering beer. Right. So there was no glass beer bottles. It was this stone. Well, uh, no, you uh, deliver this, a wooden keg and then you yeah. pour it into a big stone, uh, an earthenware mug, mm-hmm. because glass was still not commercial. Right. And so nobody cared if your beer was a big brown murky mess with twigs. Uh, yeah, so they didn't it didn't matter. And so it was around the time of uh, this goes on around. Well, it was finally abolished in 1851. Okay, and we have our friends of at Guinness to thank for this. Really? Yeah, they were the people that basically said stop it. Like you know, because they were that excited about putting stuff in glass back then. It was a better way. It was a better form of packaging for keeping beer fresh. Okay. So, because the wood barrel has, uh, and you know, I don't know a lot about wood barrels well, from wood- a from a delivery point of view, but I imagine that a number of beer, uh, 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 some amount of beer, would have been infected or gotten bad in the delivery. Well, no. What it is, it's a way to bring your beer directly to consumer. 
I mean, even today, people don't buy kegs of beer. No, they're going people to, though. Buy, well, they buy little kegs of beer. But at that point, if it was a big wooden, wooden barrel or something else, and I mean, it's logical. We've got right here our growler. Yeah. Um, that I'm going to put down here in the ice. This would be a reasonable size of beer to sell to a consumer back in the day. Um, but you're not going to sell them, you know, a barrel, a wooden barrel. No. And so what Guinness was probably trying to do, and which would be an interesting thing to research into, is how did beer first get directly marketed to the consumer bypassing the pub and draft sales? I don't know the answer to that. All you kids out there who are looking for a uh, – I've heard that geography lets you write your thesis about just about anything. <laughs> um how was beer first marketed directly to the consumer? Well, and it sounds like this might be the genesis of it with Guinness trying to go directly to the consumer, bypassing kegging. The John's ta- thinking. Well, no, I'm just going to read it. Here faces. it is. So the tax hit the middle class particularly badly, and many of them avoided the tax by breaking up a few of their windows in their home until they had reduced the number of openings <laughs> to six. You still see bricked-up windows in old houses today, and the tax is eventually repealed in 1851. I'm going to show the government I'm breaking out my windows and bricking them up. Yeah. My God. Some people are this is, pretty well, No, but daft. see, I, part of this is, that once again, you know, this whole – we keep going back in time and finding these ridiculous tax laws, mm-hmm. you know, where somebody goes and says, oh, you have – you have nine, you know, you have nine windows. We're going to tax you for them. That's We have you're drinking tea. We're going to tax you for this. We do that today. I know we do that today. To build a to build a house in California, you have to put it through the Let me get this wrong. And I studied I want to say it's Title 24, but that might be women in in college sports. <laughs> title 12, Title whatever. You go through this thing where you figure out it's energy, it's energy calculations for a building. And through glass, you lose you lose or gain a lot of energy because there's not that much insulating property to glass. And so, if you want to, it's almost impossible to it's build. A, you exactly. can't build a glass house. Glass is a conductor of heat. Glass it, transmits it well. Well, it, that's what I meant. It's if a it's cold or hot, it goes. Yeah, whoop, no, that's whoop, what I meant. It's a conductor of heat, right? Whoop, it just whoop, goes whoop, in whoop. and in one side, out the other, right? And you can coat things to change that, but we still have you still have to be. It was probably not an energy tax they were looking at back when they were taxing no, glass it was, it was from a, what you're talking about. It was a luxury tax on this amazing new material. It was a vanity tax. Yeah. Yeah. So vanity, she she didn't she have her own band for a while where she always with Prince? It was Vanity Six, wasn't her that Vanity her Six. Yes. I, I have not even had any of the same. I Smith finished yet. it. You've been talking the whole time. You've been talking too. Oh yeah. Don't tell me I've been talking the whole time. Eighteen I'm looking this up because so Sammy Smith's has got some chocolatey, but you also start to smell the alcohol in this one. Exactly. I'm happy so far that I think these beers are relatively easy to find. Yeah, well, you can find these everywhere. I mean, Sam, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to say that if you're if you happen to live in Florida, you probably won't like any of these beers because it's hot and sticky there. You have them at night. Oh, or get your get the temperature in your house really cool. Do anyway. Which is what you do anyway. 
In eight, excuse me, in 1759, Arthur Guinness signed a 9,000-year lease on the disused brewery at St. James Gate uh, in Dublin for an initial 100 pounds and annual rent of 45 pounds. He signed a 9,000-year lease. A 9,000-year lease. You know, 9,000 years, dinosaurs might come back and this all. <laughs> For 45 pounds a year. Per M as the last. Oh, yeah, per M. I would say he got a really good deal. Maybe. Although they're trying to shut down that brewery now. How come? Too old. Regeneration. Oh, yeah, regeneration. It always comes back to this whole Doctor Who theme. (laughs) (laughs) I never really watched Doctor Who. Uh, That's why I got called out on my 18-sided dice comment. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. That's a a mathematical probability. (laughs) Can't really have that. Doesn't really work. So so this other place said that was 1759, but here it is. It took it a while for the glass tax to repeal in other parts. It was 1834. (gasps) 1834. So it was a glass tax going on around the world. Do you know what this – you know – Right here in 1834, we'd be suspended 20 feet in the air over a marsh. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because that... Um, the, San Francisco wasn't much in 1834. No, I know. But so the idea is that if you go over to the Mission Rock uh, Muni stop, on embedded in the, they the talk concrete, about Long Bridge. It's, it says Long Bridge on there. And so this guy was like, Long Bridge? Why does it say Long Bridge? I don't know. Like, they built a Long Bridge It's like went across this entire marsh. It's like, dude... This area right here is nothing but landfill, yeah, and and uh, and pier posts and and rock and whatever. I just, I just, everybody who comes to San Francisco, especially the West Coast and a lot of America, when you start talking about 1834, there was nothing here in 1834. There was the mission, and there were a couple of people down around the Transamerica Pyramid, which wasn't built yet. And um, some folks out at the Presidio, which was the army encampment, and nothing else. It was a horrible, windswept, foggy point at the end of this peninsula oh, that still not that many people had found to par- park boats in. Right. Well, the other part, the other problem of this place was the homework. Sorry, I'm <sighs> gotten really Pavlovian, John. I forgot what I was going to say. It was abundant in every kind of life you could desire. Um, there's not that much to hurt you. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The, no. the Native Americans lived here forever happy until first, you know, the Spanish. Until they said, got knocked on the door and go, hey, excuse would you me. Like, would you like some smallpox? We're giving you smallpox. Yeah. Oh, in this book. <laughs> in this book. <laughs> yes. Smallpox in a book. <laughs> you can't see the smallpox, and you can see the book, and the book will save you from the smallpox. Right. Well, eternally, after you're dead. That's what I meant. Yes. So <clears throat> the the other thing that people are all up in arms about right now is, like, we can't fill in the bay. Like, the San Francisco airport would greatly improve if they could just put 
High speed rail from here to LA. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great idea. Yeah, put high speed rail from here to LA. But the idea is that even those people who are opposed to it, they're like, oh, the bunny rabbits, oh, the mountain goats, oh, the, oh, the, 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 what is the tumbleweeds? The migrating tumbleweeds are gonna are gonna be stopped by the by the high speed rail. It's like right. Same thing with the with the uh, the San Francisco Bay with the airport. Just the little expansion that they want to do. The little. Do we want to get into this, John? No, we do. No, we we do. No, we don't. Fill in the bay. Make the Fill airport the better. Like what? Fill in the bay. No. Well, then we'll be able to walk. Didn't the, we talk about the bay we'll, model two then we'll, shows? Then we'll be able we to talk about. We talked about the bay model two shows. Yeah, ago. we did. We talked about the bay model, and but, they have the same problem with the airport if they do that with the runways, and that's they're one not of the that big. No, that's one of the things they butted up against because they go way far out there. They don't go that far out they there. They do go way far out there. Okay, but what I'm saying is that we have a, we have a history. John, in my real life, I'm a transportation consultant. We have a we have a history of, of filling, filling in, the in the bay in San Francisco. Sorry, <laughs> we're being more San Francisco centric. Come on, it's our local. It's what we talk about at the pub. This is no different. All right, this is the Hop Crisis Show. This is <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. You know, I feel like I'm a contractor to Her Majesty's Forces. I wonder if James Bond drank Sam Smith's Imperial Stout. By drinking it, you are a contractor to the Majesty's Forces. MI5, baby. Nice. Did you like- see that cartoon? Oh, I didn't send that to you. Where it was James Bond... <laughs> It was a cartoon. It was a five-panel thing about James Bond. Really? It was hilarious. I have to put this. I have to. Which uh, cartoon? It was this thing on the on the interweb, on the intercom. Heard about that? I need to sign up for that. Yeah, you need to get the two point one version because it's really cool. Anyway, there was this. It was this. I just upgraded my Yahoo IM. Whoa, to the new version. <laughs> I didn't know you had an IM. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Because that's how you're talking to K uh, STD. No, I actually wasn't. I was texting. So I keep in touch with the other people. Oh, well, that's the well-known, well-known brewers. That's the inner, inner, the intimate part that I was not privileged to in the, uh, in, in the show. No, I, did, I was, well, this is really off topic once again. <laughs> Uh, How do we do this, John? All right. Hey, everybody out there in uh, beer school land. Yes. If you also listen yes? to. Yes. How you, are you doing? I'm you, out here in beer school land. If you also listen to the Brewing Network and would like to take part in a grand experiment of hacking the Brewing Network, all you have to do is send email to info at beerschool.com called Hacking the BN. That's the title of the message, Hacking to be in. And um, just, that's all you have to do. Okay. Just, and I'm not going to go into the details of it on the show, of course, because that would be weird. Uh, but send us that email. Uh, and uh, soon. Soon. Yes, you need to get this. This is uh, something that you should do right now. In fact, stop, pause, uh, type that email. I can send email while I, while I, uh, while I listen to podcasts. Okay, so if you're like Motor, you can do this right now. But if you're not, just like pause 
And then when you're done sending email to info at beerschool.com slash, no, no, not slash, uh, with the message title, uh, Hacking the BN. In the first person after motivated slacker that sends us a message doesn't win a prize. <laughs> How's that? How's that? <laughs> well, well, yeah, they could get a plastic dinosaur. Uh, all right. So uh, back to our regular schedule. So what's John, on a, what's John on I look over in the corner. It looks like you have 12 gross plastic dinosaurs. No, those are beers. That's all beer. That's listener beer. Theater of the mind, John. Oh. I have, I have <laughs> two hundred and fifty plastic dinosaurs. Really? Yeah, because there was. Are they a, all the same dinosaur? No, they're all different. Do you have a Stegosaurus? Yes. Do you have a Tyrannosaurus? Yes. Do you have a Brontosaurus? Yes. No, it's actually Brachiosaurus. Yeah, I want to know why they have to change the name of the dinosaurs because they I miscategorized them all in, like, it back in. Grade. They miscategorized it back when they were doing all the paleontology and. Then they're like, oops, this is what it really was called. You know, I could insert some really foul joke at this point that would be really funny in my mind, but I get bad mail for them. <laughs> so we used to call the dinosaurs one thing. Now we call them something else now. This is all about PC dinosaurs. I used to call her by her real name, and now I call her what's her name? Aww. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Motor smelling his shoulder. <laughs> His shoulder so, got so, some. So, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex. Do you have pterodactyls? No, I don't. Maybe. I haven't. You know, I have pterodactyls. Okay. What am I forgetting? Uh, I only Velociraptors. Lose. What are those? <clears throat> they're like T-Rexes, only they're only 12 feet tall instead of being 35 feet tall. So, it's like T-Rex veal. Yeah. Okay. But they're actually faster and nastier. I know How, women like that. Compasaurus, don't have any of those. Compasaurus, great Compasaurus is like a Velociraptor or a T Rex, but it's only one foot tall. So they gnaw at your ankles, pretty much. They're like rabid dachshunds. Well, the thing is, they breed faster because they're smaller, and there's like more of them, so they all they attack in mass. Okay, not not a not a good dinosaur. I didn't see any of the Jurassic Park. Movies. I don't know. This is just dinosaur material from when I was a kid. I never got any of this. You missed your childhood. We, we learned we learned all the outdated dinosaurs in California. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If you ever want to see what pterodactyls actually look like, go to the California coast. It doesn't matter. Condors. Where. Condors is one play, thing, but if you uh, watch pelicans fly on the ridge lift back and forth across the... Uh-huh. It looks like pterodactyls. You see pelicans out on the bay. Yeah. But they don't have fangs. They don't have little sharp teeth. <laughs> and little... <laughs> I'm sure that's the sound they made. Uh, what's our next beer? Um, Man, I'm just not trying hard enough tonight. There you go. Old Razzie. <sighs> this is Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout. I got a place in my heart. And... It's for a place that used to be much cooler. I don't know. It's nostalgic now that I'm old. Rasputin's in Berkeley. And now there's a the record store. In San Francisco. The record store. So Rasputin's. Before there was an amoeba. Right. 
before, uh, before there was a Leopold's. Leopold's before there was a virgin. Leopold's was just like fake warehouse trying to be a college yeah. town radio uh, record store. There was Rasputin's. It's where I first saw MTV. It's where I bought my used copy of The Wall when I was at Computer Nerd Camp in like 19... Probably 1980 in Berkeley. It, didn't it come uh, out? Lord, didn't it come out in like seventy nine? Yeah, got used though, and I ripped it. It sounds beautiful. I'm gonna say that the best wall experience that I've ever had was listening to a cassette version while driving across the Nevada desert. Okay, and at the end of the second side or end of the first side. Yes. Where he's just been, uh, why did he hang up? There must be something else there. And there's, there's this gap in the tape. It's like 20, maybe 35 seconds. And then it auto flipped after that 35 seconds. I was like, wow, that was the exact length of time to really feel the angst <laughs> of the dude who just got hung up on. Who knew that his wife was getting humped. <laughs> it was it was like almost as if it was made that way. So that was the best experience I had with the wall. Because on the CD version, you got to pop the next CD in, and then you got some physical things going on. You're moving around, and it's just not the same. So I've got it all ripped as one gigantic mp3 did you put the 20 second gap after the no as long no as, it's as long as it takes me to flip a record you yeah, see you're, the the thing is you're doing something and so you don't have the you're not feeling the if roger waters and i don't accept any other member of the band if roger waters is listening could he please send us an email to let us know how long that gap should be oh yeah <laughs> okay okay all right maybe the david gilmore at one point had some cred but Roger Waters would definitely know exactly how long that gap should be. Because I'm sure here, it's Here's planned. your homework. Uh, put put uh, Roger Waters' The Wall live in Berlin uh, in your Netflix queue. Or else go out and buy it. Wow, is that a great show? Here, have some of this old Rasputin. <laughs> so this is dark. We've finally gotten some American beer. Yeah, finally. We're back to the West Coast beer that nobody can get. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Oh Didn't mean that. I'm going to have to tell a story that I've told. Actually, I think Jaime told the story the first time, so I can tell it the second time. All right. But that'll be after we talk about this beer for a while. So old Rasputin is... We just keep working our way up. Because our, uh, our Sam Smith's Imperial Stout is a respectable 7%. I would say our first two stouts were probably in the range of 5. Now we're at a nice West Coast 9% stout. Uh, well, see, but, but the thing is, is that this is to style because this is a Russian imperial stout. Yes. So this style, the imperial version of the stout, was made because it had to be put in a barrel and put on a ship and had to be sent around a corner to get to, in this case, Russia. They have to worry about it getting too warm because it was traversing the North and Baltic seas. Yeah. So it wasn't a matter of getting it, wasn't a matter of having it warm. It just needed to be alcoholic to get there. So this is a 9.5%, 75 IBUs. 75? Mm hmm. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow, that's good. 
See, that's oh, our, that lizard, our lizard brains come back around. <laughs> however much we talk about, yeah, you know, that doesn't really need that many hops. No, totally does. <laughs> and so if you weren't making a set, you could make an IPA with yeah, 75 make, IBU. Exactly. Oh, God, this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's enough hops in there. Ow. There's that's enough. my Gilbert Gottfried, by the way. <laughs> Ow. There's enough hops in there to make an IPA. Uh, from that the, is certainly not Ruby at the bottom. No. So this is uh, from the old Rasputin website. Uh, produced in the traditional 18th century English brewers who supplied the court of Russia's Catherine the Great. Uh, there's a comma. I don't know why. Old Rasputin seems to develop a cult following wherever it goes. It's a rich, intense brew with big, complex flavors and a warming finish. And it's like this. Gold, 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 gold. It wins a lot. Yeah. So you probably find this a lot of places. I met the guy who brews this beer at the Barley Wine Festival. There are breweries in an old funeral home. Really? Yeah. It's right across from where the skunk train starts in Fort Bragg. Oh, right. I know that train. Anyway. I was just having a conversation with Kelly H., about she was going up with her boyfriend to the place oh, right. wherever, and we were talking about the brewery. Yeah, she was excited about that. They yeah. were getting a they were getting a room with a nautical theme. <laughs> the um, so the thing that you'll notice about if you can find this beer in your local, it's got the same picture of the same guy that Rasputin's Records has on there. Oh yeah, it's the same dude, right? And he's <laughs> and he's doing this thing with his hands that's almost like loser, loser but his, <laughs> but his his hand is not the L; it's like more like the like the O. Um, a little bit of history, yeah, for the kids at home. Uh, California during the early colonial era had a bunch of different explorers all over the place, and north of here along the coast was colonized by Russians. Oh. And you have at Fort Ross, which is probably 50 miles, 60 miles south of Fort Bragg, you have the restored state park of the Russian fur trading settlement, which was the most sturdy settlement from the Russians on the west coast of the United States dating from the 1800s. And so actually having a Russian Imperial Stout brewed up on the northern California coast I don't think they brewed here, but there is a history of the Russians in Northern California. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is I remember having old Rasputin, I guess, five, maybe six years ago. It's uh, before, before it kind of caught on as a really big thing. I mean, And North Coast Brewing has been around for a long time. They make a lot of good beer. So this – this first, uh, well, this one gold is 1996. So it probably wasn't until two, 2000 or 2001 that I, excuse me, finally had a beer from them. John's the, got hiccups. I'm done with them. Um, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when I tried it, I thought it was an imper- I thought it was imported from some European country. Really? Yeah, because it didn't have this this part. Okay. The north this this is the new version of the logo where they've actually put the north coast thing right. on here, but in the past this north coast wasn't there. And so you look at this like old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout, you know, and it has this Russian 
right. cr- uh, acrylic letters on the side, and it looks like a European label. And I'm like, where did this come from? How did you <laughs> How did you get this? And it turns out it's just it's just oh, it's yummy and bold and and it's the exact same bottle, John. It is the exact same bottle. Except <laughs> back when that was being made, it was a twi- a twisty, and this was a right a pull. One of the beers that um, I like a lot of beer, and I'll the, I'll find beer that I think is great, and I'll find beer that's delicious. Um, I got the tenth anniversary beer, and this is years ago now from um, North Coast Brewing, which brews the Old Rasputin. And that was a beer where I just said, wow. When I got it and opened it, the... Uh, oh, this was from last year. It was the X. Yeah. No, it's I, not that one. No, no, no. no, we, the, have, no the, we have an X from last year. Okay. This was the X for the 10th anniversary, which is long back, I think. These guys have been around for a while. I, I don't know if it's... I understand, so. but this is... So the X that I have in my, in my possession, it's actually over there. We're not going to drink it because right. we're, we're saving it for another day. Uh, the old Rasputin X, which was, well, Motor. Here's the. This is the one that I have. It's no, the this same was one. just anniversary. X, this was, was just what it was called. oh anniversary X because this was anniversary X. So this was um, the beer that we have, the old Rasputin X, which you can only get at the brewery, which means you know you're traveling up there and have, and you can only get two or four of them something some small number anyway it says brewed in honor of the 10th anniversary of the introduction of old rasputin the special limited bottling was released in january 2007 bottled in 500 milliliter bottles with a cork and a wire finish old rasputin x was blended from beer aged for nine months in bourbon barrels up to 12 years old yes that might be good no, it's it's awesome <laughs> um, to use to use the phrase from Rockstar Bartender. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. She left town, didn't she? She's gone, uh, gone, um, gone away, traveling the world with new boyfriend. New boyfriend, um, who looks surprisingly like somebody else. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you the. Uh, my my old Rasputin story that we've told once before. Do tell. Uh, the Oregon Brewers Festival, always held in July, last full weekend of July up in Portland. Be there. Yeah, definitely be there. Um, Book tickets now. And it's beautiful, it's warm, and this is a year when it was extra warm. It was probably 90s out there in the park. And a good friend of mine, Todd McKinnon, who was one of the originals at Triple Rock in Berkeley, uh, had relocated to Portland, and he was volunteering at the OBF, pouring beer, and he was pouring Old Rasputin Imperial Stout in 90-degree weather. Uh-huh. And he was working it like a sideshow barker. Yeah, but he wasn't getting much sales, was he? No, not at all. This is not the beer you want when it's 90 degrees, even if it's cold. Like Florida guy, even if you can put yourself in the cooler... Yeah, and drink it. It's still it's going to be you know not the right time. Yeah, but he was working it and trying to get as much of that out <laughs> as he could. It's like Todd, you got stuck with the, the old Rasputin. <laughs> might as well not. It's July in Portland. <laughs> might as well just 
pull the tap open and let it drip onto the ground because no one's going to want it. No! <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that. Save it for another day. Hey, kids, you you all need to uh, start figuring your early May travel plans to get yeah. up to the West Coast to go to the uh, the Boonville Beer Festival. Oh, that's right. That's coming up. It's coming up May. We can start going back. Uh, in like that's like days. two months. Yeah, in in uh, what three days? It's a, or two days. It's the Slow Beer Festival. Yeah, uh, here I get to go to that. Yay, in Frisco. Frisco's okay. I can't stand San Fran. Frisco's okay because Frisco's the, what the sailors called it, right? And so we respect this, the we sailors. Respect the sailors, but when they call it San Fran, I can't stand that. Like you know, hey, where where do you, where are you? Like, um, are you at SF? I'm like. Oh, okay. That's the initials. Frisco, though. I do. I do. Some people are really at, some people bristle when they hear that, though. I know, but and I am. I try to bleed old San Francisco, but even Mister Herb Kane, look that up, kids. Um, <laughs> Frisco was, even though I wrote a book called "Don't Call It Frisco." Frisco is acceptable under certain terms. And I think now, as the city has matured, um, Frisco is, is more than okay. I'm sure Torsten's going to send me hate mail over this. <laughs> he's five, four, three. I think he's two. Pretty sure Torsten's two. He acts older for being a two. Of course, because he's brilliant. He's my sister's godchild. We have a lot of beer. What's next? We should probably uh, ignore the... Yeah, we should go for that one. All right. That's the one that's not going to live. <sighs> so in going with... <laughs> so in going We're with, just staring at this growler that's two-thirds full because... Oh, I do have the... Somebody's not good at her fractions. Yeah, she doesn't know what half means. I'll give her half. Um... <laughs> Um, so this is um, so we've had imperial Russian imperial stout. We've had oatmeal stout. We've had chocolate stout. We've had double chocolate. Now we've had we've had two two imperials. Yeah, one oatmeal, two chocolates. All right. Now we have this new one that's called an oyster stout. <gasps> is it brewed by oysters, John? No. Although we should have oysters with it. Mm, oysters. Um. Uh, up on the uh ooh nice psh. yeah that's because of the gigantic head that was in it <clears throat> whose gigantic head I hate that joke um I like this it feels like you're a swaggering pirate because you've got this little thing to put your I know your finger through to hold the growler. Well, it might be just that that's the way that they made the bottles back like hangs on a rack 150 yeah to hang well but look at this part right why is that little clip there because it looks like a bird <laughs> it does look like a bird but <laughs> but really otherwise there's eye. no other reason for that like it might be that you just hang you hang that on a wire with all the uh with all the other bottles with all the other growlers you know, as a dry as a drying thing or something. Anyway. I just like to growl when I hear growler. Uh right. So we have this beer. This is a 
oyster sout. So the idea of oyster sout was is that oysters were typically the thing that was eaten with stout. And oysters are was the commoner's food. Yeah. I don't know why, because there are a lot of work to make. Uh, well, there's the story here of the Hangtown Fry, which was oh, right. a miner returning from the uh, <laughs> from the gold camps with a lot of money. I love this story. Going, I want the most expensive thing I can have, and it was it's an it's delicious. I love these things, Hangtown Fries. It's an it's a omelet made with oysters and bacon. No, no. So the way that I understood the story. Yes. The Hangtown Fry, the Hangtown Omelet, yeah. however you want to describe it. The guy was sentenced to death, mm. and he had a request for a last meal. So he asked for right? <laughs> so he said, what I want is a bacon oyster omelet as my last meal. That makes sense and as so- well, because Hangtown is the current town of Placerville, which is on the way. It's between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. And uh, Placerville, originally Hangtown, was sort of the biggest town up in the uh, the Gold Rush area in California right. and sort of the center of government. Right. So anyway, this guy gets in trouble for this. And he, you know, being the bright gentleman that he is, for his last meal, he requests something that's pretty much impossible to get the world aligned. Like, yeah, we can get the eggs, we can get the oysters, we can get the bacon, but to get it all at the same time is like, so evidently this guy lives for a really long time in a jail cell while they're trying to scrape up his request of his last meal, the Hangtown omelet. I'd rather be dead than be denied to Hangtown Fry, personally. saying have you I had love them there's a place right over here that makes them over on uh third and 20th which is stupid why is it third and 20th unit because that's where and it's third it's third street and 20th street <laughs> as opposed to the other side of town where there's third avenue or 20th avenue right anyway there's this right over here third and 20th is a uh, is a Use your words, John. Coffee shop. Okay. I was going to call it a deli, but it's not. It's a coffee shop. And they have a Hangtown omelet there, and there's no waiting. You know, they... Or you go to, you go to, uh, you go to Sam's in the financial district. Yeah, Sam's has one. Um, uh, so does Mama's over in... Over do on, they do a Hangtown? Yeah, they do a Hangtown, yep. I just love them. They're... It's such... It, people are probably, you know, vomiting in their buckets right now. <laughs> Hangtown fries are delicious. Yeah, they're awesome. It, it's yeah, and it's one of those things. It's just like this visceral, like Aah! yeah. But a dead man made it, so so. Anyway, that's all the animals we eat are dead, John. I understand, but the idea being so, it, it's possible that you know the guy swaggering in with a bunch of money said, "This is give me the most expensive thing you have." And he waited for days. We'll go back to our resources. Our, yeah, but our, the way that I understand the way that they're both great stories. The they way both that I are the same. It's the same. It's the same elements. Of the it's story. the same gold rush guy, either showing off or wanting to live. One of the two. Aren't both those things exactly the same? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not Isn't it just showing off wanting to live? Uh, I show off many times. <laughs> So we're having this uh, oyster stout. 
<laughs> Oysters? Isn't that an ingredient in Hangtown Fries? Yeah. Oh, damn. I already said that. <laughs> Where did we get We're the Oyster so- from? 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street. 415-369. <laughs> I'm not going to give the rest of the number. Anyway, you can find us there often. Uh, but we decided, I when I came up with this I, this show idea, I was like, well, I can't find an oyster stout. There was no oyster stout on the shelf at the beer store. I don't think they bottle oyster stouts. Maybe there's a pearl problem. I don't know. But anyway. the that what I cracked my tooth on. Yep. But uh, I did not find an oyster stout on the uh, the shelf. And I'm like, well, in order to have. I did the- not find it in or out. I did not find <laughs> an oyster stout. <laughs> So I'm like, in order to have an oyster stout, we have to, we I have asked to make my friend the, the big fat loud. I asked if he had gone about. I did not find an oyster stout. My, but I remembered one. There is Zizel poetry going on. But I remembered that there was one at the two one a that we could bring with us, and so we asked for half, and we got well More now than half. Now we have half exactly. <laughs> So the way that an oyster stout is made, it's... We asked for four inches of stout, and we got six, but we understand. Yeah. Because they, uh, they, 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 they... So the idea is, is that, uh, according to Wikipedia, oysters yeah. have been a long... Associ- have had a long association with stout. When stouts were emerging in the 18th centuries, oysters were commonplace food often served in pubs and taverns. Uh, Benjamin... Oh, he's dead, fortunately. Disraeli is said to have enjoyed a meal of oysters and Guinness in the 19th century through, or actually not through, though by the 20th century, oyster beds were in decline and stout had given away to pale ale. And that's the whole thing with the glass tax. Because the glass was now free to use without a tax uh-huh. for glasses and bottles and the other the other things that pale ale started to thrive. Did they attack people for using glass? They taxed them. They taxed. Oh. No, they didn't attack people with glass. Although the glass bottle was really useful in a fight, and I'm sure they would have taxed as as an aluminum can is usually not. So get your beer out of cans because it's a more peaceful way to drink beer. So then it, uh, it goes on. The first known use of oysters as part of the brewing process of stout was in 1929 in New Zealand, followed by the Hammertown Brewery in London, UK in 1934. Several British breweries used oysters and stouts during the nourishing stout and milk stout period just after the Second World War. So the idea of an oyster stout is that you don't actually use the whole oyster. Right, you use the shell. You use the shell. And so the shell has uh, some calcium, some salt, some, you know, whatever's encrusted in the ocean, and that imparts fish poop. Not unless, no, they clean the shell. Also, oysters come from beneath the soil. Right. You can tell oysters if you walk along an oyster bed and you see these little bubbles coming up. Right. These little pipes or flues or whatever it is. So all those things that that the oyster has going for it, it's going in the beer. Right. Minus the oyster part because you know what? We're going to eat that. (laughs) 
his oysters are good. And I praise the first human that said, let's crack this thing open and suck it out and see what it tastes like. <laughs> what is this? You know what the you know what the difference between eating an oyster and French kissing is? You don't get slapped if eating an oyster. <laughs> you swallow the oyster. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> dead air. Motor's not laughing. Uh, I'm trying to craft something out of that. I don't know. I don't know which I like better. The oyster eating or the 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 other. I gotta tell you right now, if you said, Would you like to eat some oysters or French kiss somebody? I'm sorry, John, I'm not having any oysters. That's a no brainer. Our guest right here. We have you no can guest. you can make out with the guest over there, okay? Like you go hump an Aryan chair? Pretty much. Or make out with it. You know, it's probably. Uh, sp- I don't think so. You probably swallow the the, uh, the arms. Chair doesn't look like a good kisser. Let's get back on track. It's full please. of holes. That's why. <clears throat> Let's get back on track. So we're drinking this beer from Twenty First Amendment. It's made with oysters. It picks up the calcium that you could easily use just by throwing a bunch of unicorn bones into the brew. right. We know that unicorn bones. You've been lucky enough to be part of the brewing of this beer, and I've never oh, been this lucky is enough ba- to be part so, of the brewing. So the way that the the way that this beer starts to be brewed is that you have to go to the oyster restaurant. In this case, it's Hog Island Oysters on in the ferry building, right next to the San Francisco Bay. So you can watch the ferries going in and out. You can watch the boat traffic. You're sitting under, basically, underneath the Golden Gate, or not uh, underneath the Bay Bridge. It's a, gr- a grand location to see things. A grand location. It is, and so oysters get ordered, and it's uh, not just oyster. They come different uh, oysters. Different varietals of oysters grow all up and down the coast. Right. So what grows in this bay is different from what grows in the other bay that's like 20 miles north. You can get the little lumpy as you can get the great big. Yeah. Yeah. So the oysters come from all over. They're all different sizes and shapes. And the thing is, is that they actually taste different. Yeah. So some of them are chewy. Some of them are gooey. Some of them are soft. See, I like like the great big oysters. So I'm not a fan of the great big oysters. See, I think that you have to cut the great big oyster in half because it's just too. Oh, I, just like it. I just like the whole briny, slimy, big gigantic wad of whatever it is oyster. <laughs> and the little ones. You don't like the little ones. No. Well, I was at an oyster festival and I and there was this one. It was up in Seattle and there was these wee little ones. The wee little, like the Olympias, the Olympias. Are yeah, the Olympias, and they were small and they were sweet. Yeah, and those were, and I didn't even put any lemon or Tabasco or horse. I just ate them like that. I I like I, the ones that taste like dirty filth. I love the ones that are going to be the most. And I love those. <laughs> Anyway, love those. I made the pork. Like the, the shell, the and, it, and it might have it might have been that I had the the momentary crush on the girl who was shocking the oysters because uh-huh. I made her make me made her open twenty of them for me. You said you could open three big ones or twenty small ones. So why don't you? Why don't you choose? And well, then I had to eat those little ones. It's amazing how quickly that um, 
they do a really good job of making sure their employees don't get repetitive stress syndrome because the person who sits there and shucks turns over about every 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she went away. I'm like, oh, where'd she go? Uh, she right have you diary, ever? I met the dreamiest man ever today. He made me open 20 oysters. And then I never followed up on that. That's true. That's how it happens. Uh, um, the uh, other Valentine's way. Valentine's Day was like two weeks ago. Why are we going on like this? The other oyster way that I like to eat is uh, oysters on the barbecue. Okay. Put the oyster on the barbecue. It sits there uh, under on the coal or near the coals. And then eventually what will happen is it'll go. Psst, it'll just open on its own. Yes. And then from there you just like break it open and you put either barbecue or uh garlic butter garlic or what's the other one that that goes well with that i forget the stupid word there's a third one there's a word for it and it's like the oil and vinegar with herbs in it thing i don't remember yeah well anyway that one's good too but anyway so you you stand there and you make the guy like watch your oysters for you Dude. On the barbecue. And those are good. Watch my oysters. Yeah, and then put barbecue sauce on two of them and the garlic butter sauce on two of them and that other weird uh No, I like I just like I like oysters just naked. I No, I know, but there's all these there's all these ways to eat the oysters, right? A lot of people are like have to do Fried the, oysters are good. Fried oysters are good. We'll have to send oysters to the 21A and have them fry them for us. What's left? What are I'm we having doing? a deep thought. Uh, anyway. Oyster, I think we're liquored up at this point. Oyster stout. We have more beer. I know, but... We have one more beer we have to try. The the uh, one with the orange cap there? It's not, it's not orange, it's red. Okay. We agree. Yeah. We're going to skip the Murphys. Yeah. Because we already had one, in. like, yeah. The Murphys, you know what? You know why the Murphys got made? This is hilarious. <laughs> because the people that I'm listening, the people that that owned Guinness were Catholic, and there were people that wouldn't drink the Guinness, and so they said, "Well, let's we'll make another brewery." And so then, the the Murphys was Protestant, and so they would drink that. Can you believe your bill, your beer affiliation is based on whether you're Protestant or Catholic? That makes no sense. I can believe that. <laughs> Motor's got beer caps in his eyes, and the funny thing is, is that the <coughs> yes, John, that the one for the Youngs is actually they're both young. they're both perfect. No, they're both aligned a, perfectly. I'm going to get a yeast. I tried that before I put this up here. Take these out. There. Uh, a little bit silly. <laughs> Being silly. I never want to be silly in beer school because I want to make sure that all of our listeners are getting uh, their full educational right. content. You know what? What? We're going to outlast the new college of California. <laughs> you know what? The new. Can you believe the new college of California opened 38 years ago? Anyway, the funny thing about that is I was like. The homework. Oh, that it was 30. It was like, how can you be new if you're 38 years old? Uh, all right. Okay, Sierra Stout. Sierra Stout. Um, all right. 
So here's this thing that's kind of fun. Everybody should be part of this. Uh, Guinness is trying to make is trying to make St. Patrick's Day an official holiday in the United States. And in order to make this happen, they need a million signatures. And I'm like, okay, look, if we're going to beware the Ides of March, we actually should make it a real holiday. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of a Shakespeare thing, right? Some Caesar. Little Caesar salad. Little Caesar salad. Little, you know, beware the Ides of March. And if we're bewaring the Ides of March, we might as well have a holiday around that. So, if you don't believe that St. Patrick's Day should happen, uh, if you're not going to do it for St. Patrick, do it for uh, Shakespeare. I don't think it needs to be an official holiday. I think it does. Anyway, there's a printable peti- that There's a principle. You Petition? know, I will call it, I will say it should be an official holiday if we let 16-year-olds and up drink. Okay. For that's one a, day. For one day? Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? That, you know, let's let's talk about why. Because we're not just going to do it because it's like a Hallmark holiday. Because that's what it would be. Because, you know, um, St. Patrick's Day is Irish Cinco de Mayo. Um. If you can let, I think, if we're going to make it a national holiday, kids 16 years old and up should be able to drink on St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Um, just because what's the purpose otherwise? Are people supposed to have the day off work? Uh, maybe they should have the day off after. So they got the holiday wrong, right? The holiday should be. 317, not 316. No, it should be 318, not 317. St. Patty's is the 17th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that wrong. All right. So 318, not 317. Maybe it should be like a split holiday. Half of the 17th and half of the 18th. Oh, from 12 o'clock on the 17th to 12 o'clock on the 18th. Yeah. Yeah, and then just show up by. I still don't. Disagree. I don't. I don't agree with this idea. Anyway, I'm just saying. I thought it was kind of an interesting thing. So if you go to uh, the website called proposition317.com, which is proposition the three number three dash seventeen. No, not dash three one seven dot com. The number is three one seven dot com. Uh, you can download the icons, sign the petition. Get this PDF that has some actually useful things in it, uh, recipes. So it has a Guinness Mary Nad sauce. Uh. <laughs> Which uses Guinness in the... Uh, really? Yeah. Imagine. Let me guess. They could make breakfast cereal with Guinness in that. And uh, yeah, pretty much. Then there's Guinness beef stew. There's Guinness chocolate cake. Whoa. Um, that would, I don't know how to bake. I just had a moment. And uh, then there's some PDFs that you can put up in your uh, bathroom stalls. Cubicle. Cubicle. CES to Prop 317. Help the brewers of Guinness Stout no. get I'm one more. against that. All right. I'm voting against that. Anyway, I'm already signed up. Oh, what's our beer? My my vote cancels your vote. Um, This is Sierra Nevada Stout. This is good. 
Yeah. This stout is entirely handmade in the old world, air quotes, tradition, using only the finest barley, malts, whole hops, and brewer's yeast with water. And the water is the most important part. It is in this case. Uh, Anyway, this is the Sierra Nevada bottle that has the orange and yellow label. Yes. Nice stout. It's kind of... In all, out of all the stouts that we have, this is the unstout of the stouts. Because it's it's West Coast, baby. Yeah. Yo, yo. West, what do co- we know about West Coast in the house! What do we know? This is probably, what, 40 or 50 IBUs and 6%. Yeah, probably. It's, wait. Let me steer. No, that's a, uh, no. 5.8. 5.8, yeah. Yeah, 6%. Don't drive the tractor when you're drinking it. Nope, it's not a lawnmower beer. Definitely. It's still the same brilliant Sierra label that's been there for as before I've been drinking beer. As forever. And it always tells the same story. It's got the same font. Um, <clears throat> and this is, I mean, this is sort of the granddaddy, if you look at this, of all the old West Coast microbrew labels. Yep. It's it's something it's not as raw as the anchor steam stuff where it looks like it could have been hand drawn. And these Which probably it was. all were hand drawn. Yeah. At some point uh, this is looking very machined at this point. But at some point in time it was definitely It's, it's got enough hippy dippy going on. Yeah. Hippy dippy being in my mind a uh well, no, the, the, the fonts up in the corner, purest ingredients and, and well, that's all finest hand. quality. That's all hand-drawn. That's, you know, Hippy Dippy is always, in terms of design, not a put-down. It's your heart. This is part of what Northern California is. Yep. Hippy Dippy. That's uh, what makes it what it is. Durr. Durr. Live in New York, but not too long so you would become hard, live in Northern California, but not so long, so you'd become soft. You're quoting Kurt Vonnegut. I don't think it's Kurt Vonnegut. It's fake Kurt Vonnegut. Fake, like fake Steve Jobs? Yeah. Well, it turned out that that quote came from some reporter. There's, it's out at behind Pier 3 on the walkway in bronze. It's somebody from... So she stole it. No, I believe it's hers. When did you it show make, up? You can't make a bronze plaque. When did it show up, the bronze plaque? Uh, last year. Okay. All right. So it is that. So that's fake Kurt Vonnegut as done by some reporter who writing as, on her blog as if she was fake Kurt Vonnegut. As if he was giving a speech I'm to you. a high school or to a, a college graduation. No, I remember that. There, yeah. there's, I've heard the audio of that. Be sure to wear sunscreen. That's where that came from. Oh, this is total. <laughs> this is rad. Beerschool.com, just in case you forgot what you're listening to. It's beerschool.com. Right, so the what world's ha- greatest podcast ever what ha- about beer. What happened on this show? Let's see. We, we talked- drink stout. Why did we drink stout? Because there's no hops. Although, Old Rasputin is what, 70 IBU? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a lot of hops for that to make that <clears throat> 70. Um 
No, this is the be- this is the first of the series of the Hop Crisis shows where we're going to really talk about some of the alternatives of beer that we like to drink that is not full of hops. Groot will be on at Magnolia oh, yeah. in like a week. Really? Oh. You know what? It's the very first time I had grew it, I was like, yeah, I'm not sold. And then the next time I had it, I'm like, you know what? This is pretty good. The grew it always changes. I know. Um, should we explain to our listeners what grew it is? Because that's one of those things. Oh, yeah. Grew it is basically harking back to what beer was before they used hops. When they used twigs and berries and, and sticks. fennel and, uh, you know, other things cilantro found. And, other things found. Yeah. They were not bittering or seasoning their beer with hops. Um, they were using other things. And so Gruet, uh, Magnolia has done Gruets for years now. Ten years at least. And it's always different. It's sort of like Christmas beers where they change from year to year. And I've heard the Gruet this year is going to be really interesting. But Gruet hmm. every year is very James told you this? What? Or James told you this? or. The Hilda Beast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she has her ear to the wall. <laughs> or the floor as it goes at Magnolia. Right. All right, so the only thing we have to uh, talk about is the Guinness Book of World Records. Nothing about this. Was it really started by Guinness? Yes. Yes. The Guinness Book. How many of you know that? Yeah. And it turns out it goes back. It, it was keeping pub fights to a minimum. Exactly. It started, it was a book uh, that wasn't published until 1955, but they kept it around in the pubs and kept it updated uh, from the from the brewery point of view, uh, along with the publishers, for a number of years until they everyone said, hey, I want to buy a copy of that book. And so then they're like, uh, then they set up the publishing arm for reels, and then off that book went. For reels? Yeah. So, um, do they have best podcast ever? No, that's actually no, because we'd lose to Ricky Gervais. Yeah, but best co- podcast about beer ever, we'd win. Yeah, we would. Uh, <laughs> right, it's true. Well, we didn't win an award, so we're obviously the winners. Right. So um, and it was up until nineteen. It was a. It was sponsored by Guinness up until nineteen seventy five. Uh, when the when ha- I was old enough to read when the quote <laughs> once happy partnership between the brothers and Guinness ended. So anyway, I was fascinated by the the Guinness Book of World Records when I was when I was growing up. Oh yeah, like how could you not? You know, fastest what, animal. Fast. What is the fastest animal? Cheetah, jaguar. I don't know. I don't have the book in front of me. A fastest Longest word. No, uh, anti-establishmentarianism. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this kept me from learning calculus. But you do. Because that part of my brain. Day, to this day, I remember the longest word. Yeah. As opposed, uh, as as opposed to uh, the derivative of... Uh, actually, no, what, what really stuck me was Taylor Series. Uh, Taylor Series is where it all came crashing down. And I could not produce. 
Oh, wow. Uh, then the last, last thing, and I we're going to just save this for the after show, the last, last thing. What? No, no, no. no we have to. <laughs> I like that the, look. You got really perfect. The best part about that. homework the beer. is the beer. Okay. So, John? Wait a minute. That's backwards. John? We've had some beers. John? So, the homework. John. Your homework. Yes. Stop. Send me kangaroo meat. No, no. Tell you what kangaroo tastes like. Well, that's 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 that gets you a C. If you want an A, you gotta send me kangaroo meat. All right. Uh, okay. Send us kangaroos, ready to go to five sixty three Second Street, uh, Cara Beer School. Uh, no, because they'll just send it to, to no, because they have Harry a Francois. No, they have a fridge. Five sixty three Second Street. San Francisco, California, 94107. Okay. Okay. Send it to uh, Attention Us Beer School. Something else. All right. So here's a, this a plea going out for me. Oh. We all know my favorite rugby team is the University of California Golden Bears. Go Bears. But I now have a second favorite rugby fo- football club. It's the... Uh, the Village Lions, and if any of the women who play for the Village Lions send me an email, I will propose to you. <laughs> John's John taking this. John's falling apart right now. <laughs> if there are any of the Village Lions right out there right now that um, are listening to school, I think we're a match made in heaven. That's like me saying, hey, Hillary, if you're listening to the show, like, that's going to happen. No, it's not. There's no way. It's just. You know that you know the bar that James went to go work at in, uh, in New, York? New York City? Yeah. The Croxley Arms? That's their pub. Whose pub? The Village Lions. Oh. Yeah, okay. I I'm not gonna I'm taking back my Hillary thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Female rugby players. No Beer school. One plus one. I got it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I thinking? <laughs> I used the wrong analogy. Now I'm embarrassed. Now it's gonna be I have to go back. Now you're gonna have to edit that we're out. You're gonna edit it out. <laughs> Like that's Are we ready to wrap this up? Yeah, we're really wrapping. Have we told our story? Which story? I don't know. Oh yeah, stouts. Yeah, <laughs> hop crisis. Yeah, exactly. So it's hop crisis. Uh, lots of different beers. So the thing that everyone well, it's been a year. You've if you've followed us for the last year, you've gone through beer versus beer. You've tried lawnmower beers. You've done. You found that Modelo is really good. You've had Christmas beers that you liked and the beers that you didn't like. So here's the thing. It's time to start getting serious about the styles of beer. And this is the one style that we're both in agreement that we like. There's a lot of things to like about the stouts that are going on. So go to your store, wherever it may be, and look for stouts. Now, we skipped Guinness on the show because we've had Guinness a bunch of times. 
And I think that everyone should skip this beer this time. Yes, if you're listening to the, if you're listening to the shows in order, by now if you haven't had Guinness, you fail and you're kicked out of the university. Exactly. Now, if you wanted, if you want to experience Guinness, do Guinness versus Guinness versus Guinness. Yes. Do Guinness we've done right? We haven't done Guinness versus Guinness versus Guinness. We do that. We've done Guinness versus Guinness, but not Guinness versus Guinness versus Guinness. Okay. There's the new Guinness in a bottle with the new weird widget. Yeah. Which is this long, stretchy thing. It looks I like haven't seen that. Yeah, I know. I almost got it because I was like, oh, we haven't seen this. But we got uh, a big class photo tonight. I know. We have. A, <laughs> we've got through all these beers. I can't believe it. But the uh, the idea is that Guinness versus Guinness versus Guinness is the bottle that has no widget in it. My which, favorite. Which is awesome. Then there's the. Then there's the new bottle that has the widget in it, which tastes like what should come out of a tap. And right. then there's the can, which has the other widget in it. Does it pour a, a clover on top of the glass coming out of the can or the glass widget bottle? No. Okay. Maybe you could pour that yourself, but the can by itself doesn't pour the, the clover on the I top. I found of that it. only cute Irish girls in the beret. <laughs> takes about 10 minutes for that to happen you're anticipating the clover the whole time yes or the beret, the beret. <laughs> anyway so uh as as you've experienced we have uh a wide variety of different beers and i know that one of the things about stouts is that sometimes they're not they're not a beer that travels from say california to chicago but there's a bunch of beers that are local that are stouts. Yeah, there's there not a lot of there are not a lot of micros that are their favorite beer is a stout. There there are very few places and running off the top of my head, none that I know of that their flagship is a stout. Old Rasputin. No, I don't think so. North Coast? That's not their that's not their flagship beer? I don't think so. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. The, I would say their their Red Seal, the Red Seal Ale. Oh, that's or, pretty good. Or, but, or the Scrimshaw. Well, the Scrimshaw is good, but see, that's not the. Whenever I'm looking at something, you know, unusual to get. Yeah. I'm I'm not looking at the Seal or the Scrimshaw. It's about the old Rasputin. Okay. Um, Perchance I could be wrong. I do know that uh, the Barney Flats. Is something you know from I Anderson Valley that you, I really like it. You love me. We're a happy family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I just had that whistle to play with, I wouldn't <clears throat> be singing these songs. Uh, the whistle's right over there. You can go get it yourself. The other thing. So the homework. The homework is stouts. Okay. Just go grab some ri- and absolutely. Get stouts that you haven't had before. And also anticipate what the homework's going to be for the next couple of weeks. Well, we're talking right. about the hop crisis. Yeah, because there's a bunch of things. Uh, well, let's see. The fruit beers. Is well, no, I'd go out and get as many commercially brewed examples as grew it as possible. Well, that'd be zero. <laughs> that would be zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because we have the fruit beers stuff coming up. We've got the the... Light American Pales coming up. 
We've got the. Uh, we've got so much coming. We've up. got so much Unbelievable. coming. Unbelievable. But the thing, the thing we've to got actually new products the, that will restore your child life. Sense uh, of right. But the thing that the thing to remember is this: the uh, homework. The at some point the homework's going to be fruit beer. So start collecting that now. Yes. All right. So I don't have anything else to talk about. Do you? No. All right. Uh, so that means we only have one last thing to say, and that is the homework is beer. No. <laughs> Damn. Oh, the bell is confused. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> the bell. The poor bell. <laughs> oh, John. Uh, this is Why couldn't you get close to it? What do you mean it's not your mic? That's my mic. You're on my mic. Oh, the mics did a... uh, That's my mic. Yeah, that's your mic with the XOXO. That's mine with the the little twisty tie around the rubber band. Uh, But whose mic is that? The guest. Oh, you're talking to the guest mic and I'm talking to your mic? Yeah. No wonder you sound weird. (laughs) (sighs) So we have to... uh, I have to email Sean O about being on the Hop Crisis... Yes. Crisis show. You're gonna have another one of those NPR sounding shows. Yeah, yeah. We're starting to sound too smart. It really, really makes you. Because you know, if I sound too smart, yes. First of all, I can't. Yes, but here's the best thing: we are. The homework. Uh, we are about. We are about to hack a brewing network. Brewing network is going to be ours. Really, it is ours. What if I don't want the we know. No, we've been saying this for a year. Last year, for we, a year, we come in all over for my country, and we look over. We say, "Oh my God, where are all these packets going? They're going brewing network." We will take brewing like network. We are taking brewing network packets and sending them to ours. <laughs> that is what we are going to do. So what we're doing is we're we're mocking the technical innovation that might be existing at the grassroots level in Eastern Europe. Yes, I don't find that correct. Uh, what about our our listeners in Serbia? <coughs> our listeners in Serbia, all three of them, are going to help us. Ah, excellent. So that's how we are hacking the brewing <laughs> that, network. That's how we are hacking brewing network. Wonderful. <laughs> Anyway, lots of lots of work to hack Brewing Network in the next month. Not a month; it's four weeks. Uh, it's a well, okay, you're right. Four weeks. That's gonna hurt the list. Oh, poor bastards! Oh, you know the the YouTube video that showed up in my inbox the other day, which was hilarious. Speaking of, yes, was the Martians from Sesame Street? They were trying to talk to the phone, and they're like, "Earth book, um, yes, book, 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 book." I don't remember it. And they're like, John. "Oh, it, it's cow." Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> Interrupting cow. Anyway, it's the mart, and so then finally the phone rings, and they're like, "Oh, ring, ring, yep, 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 yep." Anyway, 
my childhood on the computer. It'll be in youtube.com slash beer school, the, the Martians. A lot of people listen to that or watch that channel. I'm sure they do. Yep. There's a lot of ridiculous stuff on the internet. Uh, the intercom is a wonderful is a wonderful thing. I just posted some, some new videos today. Of what? Quest for the mustard. The quest for the mustard. Yes. What an awesome story this is. And uh, evidently, Claudia and Roger have been quested for mustard. I've pointed out to all of our friends who are going to Belgium that if they come back with a little bit of mustard, for me, I might be happy. <laughs> and I remember last year I got a call from uh, Mr. McDaniels uh, asking where the shop was. Uh, At the eight or nine hour delay that we get, West Coast California to uh, mainland Europe. Where you want to go, and you turn here, and it's about like right here. So, the world's best mustard ever. So they, and as I, as Claudia explained it to me, you walk into the shop, and there's all these empty vessels, and they say, "Whitey, Whitey American, you, I know what you want." Yeah. And they've got all this amazing stuff on the shelves. They've got pickles. They've got. All sorts of mustard, all sorts of everything else. But there's one barrel at the side of the room with this big wooden ladle. They go. But evidently you get to pick the vessel that it goes oh, yeah. in. And it's amazingly like, cheap. And, and some of them can be ornate. Some of them are gifty. Some of them are just plain. Yeah. yeah. And I got two. I got, a, I got a smaller one for a friend and a bigger one for my sister. Evidently Claudia is getting the biggest thing that there is and then split oh, it's the world's best mustard and then, ever and then splitting it back once you know once it comes back to this because i've basically made my plea yeah i would like some of this please um but for the folks at home who've never tasted this it's it it's it's family is probably the dijon mustards but it's nothing like that it's so much better and here at Mustard School, where the homework is mustard. <laughs> Your homework is to send us mustard. No, quahog clams. Still? Kangaroo meat and steaks. How could the Mustard Show, Mustard School, still request the same stuff that Beer School is? Because. Have you, ever, had, have you ever had a kangaroo steak? No. Uh, washed and and uh, baked in Belgian mustard. I don't have the Belgian mustard. This is the problem. See, John, you just don't know. This is why this is why I'm having mustard school. Plus, with hop crisis, wouldn't you want to have a, a kangaroo that hops a lot? That solves the crisis. <laughs> Isn't the show, show long enough for me, John? Hey, kid. Kill a kangaroo. <laughs> Don't kill the kangaroo. All right, kill the kangaroo. You know why they... Right. No, don't kill the kangaroo yet. you got to get the vehicle with the rhubarb on the front, then kill the kangaroo. 